0: Welcome to Enneagram Plus Yoga, a podcast for the body, heart, and mind. We are super excited. We have an Enneagram One with us today, and we are going to be interviewing her about what it's like to show up in the world as a one. Uh, She is a yoga teacher and uh, just a a wise woman, and we're excited to start this series. We're going to interview all of the nine types. Uh, So, We look forward to sharing this interview with you.
1: All right, you guys, we have a really exciting interview coming up today on um, episode that you are listening to, and it is all about Enneagram One, and we have Maggie here with us, and Maggie's a friend and a colleague. She is a devoted dog mom, a yoga practitioner and teacher, homebody extraordinaire, And Enneagram One, which I'm super excited about because I'm one too. (laughs) She discovered the Enneagram in college through a copy of the Wisdom of the Enneagram that was passed around her house of eight girls. It took about five years to land on her own number, which is not uncommon, Uh, but she has learned, uh, leaned into her identification as Enneagram One and loves to dig deep in discovering others' paths. Practicing yoga and studying the Enneagrams have given Maggie the tools for cultivating self-compassion and kindness towards herself, and she's so grateful that she has stumbled upon both. I mean, I couldn't have written it better myself. That is the (laughs) best intro that I have come across so far. Maggie, thanks for being with us today. So we're going to kick off um, our interview with uh, the first question that I was wondering about. What yoga practice do you gravitate most towards and why?
2: I am a vinyasa practitioner um, and I love a flowy, very flowy class. I think I tend to be pretty structured, or I like order, and so...
1: You don't say, yeah. number <laughs> one. Really?
2: So, like, the really flowy, music-focused classes are what I like to teach and what I like to practice. Um, and I think I just need to be present, like, in my body and not think for an hour. So yeah. that's that's usually what I... Like to offer and practice
1: myself. Nice. Mm -hmm. Kudos to you. Mm -hmm. Me too, by the way. (laughs) Takes one to know one.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Literally. The music makes all the difference for me. Like, I am very particular about crafting my playlists, and I want them to be loud, because I just want to not be in my brain for an hour. I want the music to be what's
1: Enhances. Yes, yeah. Yeah. (sighs) Me too. Yeah. Do you share your playlists? oh yeah i'm yeah. you see i hoard mine i Do said you? oh
0: yeah because it
1: takes such a long time it's like threading the needle song by song yeah. so i'm like i can share a song but the whole no it boosts my
2: ego to be like when people
1: ask you know i'm like oh yeah, I was uh, really yeah right here you go <laughs> yeah. you see i'm all about fear i'm like if you like if you don't like the yoga or personality come back for the music oh yeah least, you know come <laughs> take my class all right thank you maggie <sighs>
0: So speaking of yoga, um, I'm wondering, do you have a yoga pose that helps you to feel less rigid in your body? Because, you know, we know that's something in your gram one struggle with is Mm -hmm. kind of rigidity. And I'm wondering um, what helps you to feel more flexible, more open, and maybe you could even walk our listeners through Mm -hmm. that pose just like you were teaching a class. Yeah. So I'd say the start of
2: class for me is the most important, um, and where I feel like I could linger for the whole class. So cat cows and sun a's are really, that is like where I begin to connect my breath to Mm -hmm. my movement, to my body. And it's, um, it's like cat cows, you just close your eyes and feel like the length of your spine and... Mm -hmm. Your hands and your every the, it's the whole experience of like settling in. Mm-hmm. Um and I think it just it's my moment. Like mm-hmm. I and and there's freedom in cat cows to move side to side mm-hmm. and there's circular movements and child's pose, it all kind of blends together. It just feels like the moment where you're able to find your body. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Sundays are just an extension of that, you know,
0: reaching and folding and Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just such a beautiful, it's organic, which is is good for an Enneagram one to kind of build permission to kind of move in their body. Yeah.
2: Right. Right. I think I have a, you know, lifetime of being at war with my body or feeling like that's been my internal struggle. Mm -hmm. And that period of time, it's like a harmony, you know, just Mm -hmm. feeling so good inside my body. It's like waking up Mm -hmm. and kind of being fluid, which Mm -hmm. is not a, you know, know, something that I normally live in.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Full disclosure, at a risk of sounding like single white female... I have a big human crush on Maggie, and I think it's because most time I feel the same way that she does when we talk. <laughs> so for example, Cat and Cow is one of my favorites, and I tell my students if you were to do just one pose of yoga a day, that would be my recommendation. Mm. Because you just fall in and connect. Yes. So one to one.
0: I get it, girl. Interesting.
1: That's crazy. Isn't it, crazy? Yeah, it is. Our oneness connects us. It does. Yeah. So, well,
0: Go ahead
1: cat <laughs> well I wanted to ask now I know we talked a little bit about yoga but other than yoga what else are you passionate about or would like to pursue in the future or pursue in, right now mm. um I
2: am really trying to lean into having fun in my just my everyday life and that's not necessarily you know a passion or something but i um i have tried especially with this last year and being, you know, reevaluating kind of all of our habits and everything. Um i just thought it's time for me to get out of my normal, you know, routine and mm-hmm. try new things and um and so I have been playing tennis really bad and I'm not Nuts. good. Yeah. I'm, so I've been playing tennis and trying to run and, and do all these like new kind of yeah. experiences that I that are challenging but are not like performance based for myself. Yeah. You know, I'm not putting yeah. any like
1: Yeah. You do it, goals it. Exactly.
2: One. Yeah. And and trying to really lean into that experience of being kind of self-conscious.
1: Is it hard to get out of your own way? I mean, I know the answer to that question, I think, for me. Yeah. But is it? It is. I mean,
2: I... How do you do it? It's been interesting, like, playing tennis, because I joined a league. And so I'm, you know, it's double. So I'm playing with someone else, a partner that I really don't know. Mm-hmm. and And feeling like I need to apologize every time I make a mistake or make an excuse, not make an excuse, but just, like, write it off. It's like, oh, I'm just really bad, you know? Or in your place. Yes, yeah, exactly, and and getting comfortable with, like, this is just where I'm at, and they don't care, and Mm -hmm. I don't, I shouldn't care, you know, like, Mm -hmm. nobody cares as much as I think that they care, yeah, um, and so I think, you know, same with jogging. It's just, like, I I'm so concerned about how slow I look, like, running through my neighborhood. You know what I mean? It's like, Mm -hmm. why does that even matter? Nobody cares. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so I think that's actually been a really good, like, um, experience. Just kind of leaning into, it's, it really all comes down to, like, leaning into just experiencing new feelings in my body and doing Mm. these things
1: and, uh, leaning into imperfection exactly yes. christy
0: and i yes. have been
1: working on that <laughs> yeah. one by the way i hope you guys are hearing us well we had a little bit of issue with microphones and again we're just you know we're new at this and you know my oneness wants it perfect and usually mm-hmm. it's not quiet and it's tough to lean into the imperfection mm-hmm. and just just here's what we got and yeah. that's good enough it's good enough we're struggling with
0: microphones and we um, had to just not use them today because of the issues with the microphone so you may hear the city noise in the background but yeah. Maggie is enough and this is enough <laughs> and we're new at this <laughs> and we are we're embracing that part of ourselves that accepts ourselves and this just as it is mm-hmm. but you had mentioned earlier viewing yourself as bad at tennis mm-hmm. or whatever and that's that's something an Enneagram one does. So how do you move away from good or bad, right or wrong, yeah. to I am enough?
2: Oh, yeah. Um, so I, I think growing up, I, you know, have, have always been this way. Like feeling mm-hmm. less than or, you know, in, incomplete and inadequate in, many, mm-hmm. in all aspects, you know, mm-hmm. and and, um, was very self-deprecating, like, even when I was young, I was, like, always making fun of myself and jokes, and so I tend towards that, and that is just my natural kind of inclination, to just mm-hmm. write it off as, like, this is, let's all make fun of me, because, you know, and to make it easier for everybody else, or less, less uncomfortable for me. hmm Um, and I know that's not a healthy... Really healthy practice. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody likes it when you t- when someone talks bad about themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, you think that it makes people feel better, but it really, it's just kind of awkward. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I, um, yeah, I've really, I mean, really had mm-hmm. to just practice not apologizing. I'm mm-hmm. like learning that it it just I don't have to. I don't have to make other people comfortable with my abilities or something. I don't that. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, but it does totally. And totally. <laughs> and just like I, I have been doing um, therapy also this last year for mm-hmm. the first time in my life, and and she has pretty much every week tells me like. You were doing the best that you could with the tools that you had at that time, at, at that this moment. this situation. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. so, you know, I'm just trying to have more compassion in every small moment, you know, even if it's playing tennis or going for a jog. And just being like, look at where you are, you know, mm-hmm. like, you're just yep. starting. Or maybe this is where you'll be forever, but you're having a good time, you know, and just enjoy this instead of thinking that, you know, it matters, yeah. beyond enjoyment, you know. Yeah. Um getting to the I am enough part is difficult. I'm not sure that mm-hmm. I'm 100% there or that's not the mantra that I tell myself every time, but just settling into like just enjoying something just because it is. Yeah.
1: Um mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's work. Mhm. What comes more naturally to you, laughter or tears?
2: Oh. Um
1: laughter mm-hmm.
2: but I do feel like I'm always on the edge of one you know it's like it could go either way mm-hmm. um, I think about like when kids like get really tired and you can tell that they're about to like have a breakdown when they have the zoomies or something you know what mm-hmm. I mean they're like running around mm-hmm. and it's, like, everything's exciting everything's exciting and then it's just like Whoa!
1: Tears, <laughs> it's going you know, down. Like, <laughs> yeah.
2: And like, I think that I, you know, maybe can be that way sometimes, but um, externally, I like to think that I am joyful and bright. But there's, you know, there's some. Can you do a inside. good? Can you do a good <laughs>
1: cry every once in a while? Oh now? yeah! You, yeah you
2: definitely yes. Yeah. yeah. Um. Love to cry in movies and all the things. Right, I'm a, par- a, a crier in the yeah.
1: movies too. Do you yeah. get embarrassed? I get so embarrassed. Oh, huh. Uh, it, it, and I cried the most. Like I remember so vividly, Toy Story three oh, or four. Yeah. I don't remember. So I'm with my family, <laughs> and there's an and there's a part there where all the toys are about to go to this thing like accelerator yes. where they're going to get burned up. So emotions are high, and then one toy like oh, holds no. another toy's hand and I lost my shit. I am just, I mean I'm not like <laughs> wipe a tear away, it's I sobbing. am sobbing. And that's is the pretty much very end, so then we're all ushered out of the children's movie theater and I am just yeah. like all over the place, puffy and red and people like looking weirdly and my family were like <laughs> looking weirdly. Yeah, true story. I yeah, mean... I know the exact scene
2: you're talking about. So right? um, Yeah.
1: <laughs> Gut-wrenching. And very. Tear-producing. Very
2: much. <laughs> um, I don't know if I get embarrassed about it, mm. but I definitely am a, like, a sobber in classes. Yeah. Sober. I mean, in movies, by the way. Yeah, yeah, But, um, Yeah. It just is what it is. It I've, is recently great. we've gotten really into going to the movies and I guess it's because we haven't been in like 2 years or something. Mm-hmm. And so we've gone three times in the last like month nice. or something. Yeah. And both times I'm t- or two out of the three times I am leaving the theater still in like a state of I'm like I need a I need just an straight. hour afterwards, you know, to just like continue <sighs> to process and like feel sad or whatever it is, you yeah. know,
0: lingering
1: I, after <laughs> we're down, I want to know what movie to because I feel like I want to go see that movie.
0: <laughs> well, and that's the thing that with, with you being embarrassed, the ones tend to sometimes view things as good or bad. Mm-hmm. So if a one views their tears as good, then they may not have any trouble with yeah. the crime. But if they oh, view their tears as bad, yeah. mm-hmm. and, but tears are a wonderful thing. I mean, we release mm-hmm. toxins. We release, you know, stress hormones from the body when we cry. And so maybe as you start to reframe your tears as good, you might be less embarrassed. I don't know. That's just something to sit with. Yes. (laughs) For real. It's
1: interesting.
2: Yeah, Kat, I wonder, like, were you did you cry growing up or were
1: you was it not encouraged? No, it was not encouraged. It was showing very heightened emotions was considered to be selfish Mm-mm. because you were spoiling everybody else's day. So if you're having a bad day, that's fine, but keep it to yourself mm. so everybody's day can be as they have it. Yes. Isn't okay. it? I mean, it the yeah. hello therapy. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so maybe that's it. Yeah. It's stuck. Yeah, I mm. have a hard time. I do cry when I'm angry, though.
2: When, oh. when I'm angry,
1: I'm a yeller, not a that. <gasps> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those I'm not embarrassed because it just it's cathartic hey. to me.
0: <laughs> so with the one, um, sometimes they can have trouble with the gray, with the mystery, with the not knowing. Hmm. Are you learning to lean into the not knowing and just that uncomfortable with not having it all figured out? Is that part of your healing work?
2: I feel like I am really in that right now, um, actually, and just this last, I don't know, if everybody who, like, is freshly going to therapy, all they can talk about is every week that they go to therapy, it's like, oh, I learned this in therapy or something, so that's where I feel like I'm at, But, (laughs) but, like, just this last time I went, I was like, all I think about is stress around retirement, like, I am... 28 years old and all I can think about is just like, we're screwed. You know what I mean? And, and so I think, but like, it's preventing me from enjoying, you know, taking trips and doing, doing things that normal happy people should be doing, you know, when they have the ability to do those things, you know, and, and, um, or could be doing. And, and so a lot of control over that kind of, you know, stress around controlling my future. Mm-hmm. Um, but kind of, same as, same as, like, learning to have fun, I'm, I'm really trying to kind of let loose in those ways, and be like, okay, it's just it's just money, or it's just whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A, B, or C. Yeah, yeah. Um, and at least I'm gonna enjoy this moment in time, even if the future is not, even though that small amount of money didn't go into my retirement fund, you know? and, Mm -hmm. um, And, yeah, I mean, I am not a planner, per se, Mm -hmm. but I am uncomfortable with, um, like, mm, the possibility of things going wrong, I guess. So Mm -hmm. I've never been someone who had, like, a five-year plan and Mm -hmm. knew exactly what I wanted to do, like, in college and all the things. I've always been kind of fly by the seat of my pants, but at the same time, in the background, I am calculating how this is all going to add up to, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever, a happy, safe, safe Mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. Um, So... Yeah, it does. It does freak me out. The gray freaks me out for sure, mm-hmm. um, and I feel like that's something I'm in right now, mm-hmm. trying to
0: trying to be comfortable with that. It sounds like what I heard in your answer was embracing the not knowing is something you're working on, but I also heard that piece of control, wanting to control your retirement and control the future. And when I think about that, I think about the prayer the serenity prayer, Ian Cron, um, in his book, The Road Back to You, I believe he recommends the serenity prayer for the one, which is, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Mm, Yeah. So how does that help you releasing control and then knowing what you can control? Yeah. You know,
2: I I feel grateful that I have an awareness beyond this moment. You know, a lot of people, I think about sevens, you know, and mm-hmm. how they're just, it's like, I must enjoy this moment mm-hmm. with no thought for the future, mm-hmm. you know?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And, you know, they've got to find that balance too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've got to ease up also. But, mm-hmm. but so I feel grateful to have the inclination to think about my future self. You know, I think that's a good, a good thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, you know, I have to stop and remind myself often that I am doing a good job. Like I am, I am allowed to chill out and it will not sacrifice the entire, you know, I'm not going to just spend all my retirement on one trip So you know what I mean yeah. like it's okay yeah. to just to just ease up on myself and so you know I do think it's that balance and the serenity prayer is such a good reminder um because I mean there's only so much you can do yeah. you can't predict you know life-changing events that could happen between now and then you know and YOLO, yeah. you know, like, I, yeah. if I'm constantly trying to control my retirement, or whatever it is, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's just an example, and then I'm not gonna enjoy being with my husband, and my dog, and my family, and, you know, like,
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, so, yeah, it's definitely, like, a balancing act,
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, and that, that surrender prayer really is such a, it's, like, a perfect perfect set of lines for a, myself for an mm-hmm. Enneagram one
0: um yeah and I heard you say I'm doing a good job and that's what the one needs to say to themselves it's also mm-hmm. what they need to hear from others you are good mm-hmm. that's a healing message and and that the fact that you just gave that to yourself I am doing a good mm-hmm. job is something that I would encourage you to keep doing yeah so well, well <laughs>
2: Uh, I mean, thank God for the, for yoga and for Enneagram, you know, and therapy, because that has helped me, you know, just to recognize in those moments when I get swept up to be like, no, I am working my ass off to Mm -hmm. get here. Like, Mm -hmm, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm doing a good job. Yeah. And it's all going to be okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm, Even if it's not exactly
1: how I planned it to be. Yeah. Or Mm -hmm. wanted it to be. Mm -hmm. I so agree. So from one, one to another, true story, just two days ago. I cannot, so my husband and I have retirement fund, and I specifically don't want to know the login because I will be looking at it daily. <laughs> so every once in a while, he would pull it up and show me. So he pulled it up on his phone and showed me. And I was like, okay, so I need to know everything that we've got. So what do we have? Okay, this is in mine. This isn't yours. Did you transfer? Like, true freaking story. Yeah. I'm 43 retirement is like a minute away (laughs) (laughs) but it just took me into okay and then I was like okay let me type it in so I can have it on my phone just in case I need to look like madness yeah and then I didn't stop myself yeah so that you know (laughs) growth obviously an opportunity for but um speaking of which so I do relate to you when you say you know my husband is a seven. So his glasses always half full, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Me being a one, I um, always say that not only my glasses half empty, my glass is empty. Uh, water is cut off. There's no money to pay water <laughs> bill, and we're all going to die. So do you have any rituals or anything you do specifically um, through yoga, grim life, whatever, to keep optimistic and joyful? Mm. What, what is your recipe for that?
2: Hmm. I mean, I really love to be home with my people and to be in that kind of free zone because I'm so concerned about what people think of me or how I look or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. That is a safe space for me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I am I am not a gratitude focused person and I do think there is some, I know that there's research probably to prove that listing your things that you're grateful for and all that is helpful. Mm -hmm. But I have a hard time with that because I think sometimes things are just shitty Yep. and I'm not, I'm not trying to be like, everything's fine. Here's what I'm grateful for. Yes. Okay. It's fine. You know, like, and so I think I allow myself maybe too often, but to wallow in some of that, um, Mm -hmm. you know, the bad stuff of my life. But um, so I, I think just, you know, being, being with my people and relaxing, like mm-hmm. watching whatever, t- you know, TV or like, you know, mm-hmm. going for a walk, like in mm-hmm. the woods and doing things that ease the pain mm-hmm. <laughs> of being in the world, yeah. you know, being a human in the world. Yeah. Um If even you know, and yoga too, like just for one hour, like what a gift it is to just like remove
0: myself from life,
2: yeah. Um,
0: yeah, I like it. And one of the things you were just pointing to by bringing your husband up is the ones, their arrow of, um, I guess growth, or you know, their arrow sometimes we say of integration is when they go to the seven and become more joyful and optimistic. So sometimes when we feel a resistance to something, Mm -hmm. it might be because it's the very thing we need to do. Now, I'm not saying you need to, like, be like Oprah and list five things a day that you're grateful for. But I do think that, like, yoga and the Enneagram are all about balance. Mm -hmm. And I love that you're leaning into the world is hard because that's something not enough people lean into Um, but then I guess maybe the healing work sometimes for a one is to lean into that joy as well and gratitude and Mm -hmm. optimism. And so it's like both and, and that's what yoga keeps teaching me. And that's what the Enneagram keeps reminding me of. Um, but that's hard. It's hard Mm -hmm. to find balance between, yes, life is really hard and it's also full of joy and there's so much to be grateful for. So I guess my question is, what are the practices that help move you towards balance in your life? I know yoga is one of them. Um, what else besides the Enneagram and yoga help you to be more balanced? Mm.
2: I... I have really... we moved um last year Uh, we had been living in you know apartments or I had never lived in a house by myself so we moved into a house last year um and have a yard and it has been really therapeutic to be in the yard and to take care of plants and um just getting my hands in the dirt basically I mean Mm -hmm. lately it's been so hot that I really you know I'm like I'm not stepping outside but before that (laughs) you know the spring and early summer like It is just, like, medicine to be Mm -hmm. in the ground, like, in the dirt, and um, not listening to music or anything, just feeling that connection. It's, you know, I think there's all these kind of buzzwords around, like, earthing and putting your... Right, grounding, yeah, (laughs) and, and like, it's cheesy, but, like really, people should just be present with the earth all the time, you know, and Mm -hmm. have a garden or go out in the woods or something, but, like, you know, people who live in the cities, like, don't have, so they have to do things like grounding or thing. but, um, yeah, I mean, that just is, you know, you're sweating, you're Mm -hmm. tired, you're sunburned, but there is just something magical about being, um, you know elbow deep in yeah dirt and whatever bugs yeah um for me and the idea of things like me being able to plant the seed and it growing into something mm-hmm. beautiful uh is pretty amazing <laughs> yeah yeah um so that has been something that has been a gift to be able to have that this last year um mm-hmm. and we loved it my dog loves to run in the woods and so being just being going for walks on the Guild trail or um even through our neighborhood and just not having attachment to like not my phone or you know it's just us enjoying the elements of the
1: earth you know Mm yeah (laughs) i love (laughs) it yeah yeah i love it well you know i am like you love me a good laugh I love your laugh. It's so, it's, it's, it's so amazing and just I just want to laugh with you. And I, like you, I um, do a lot of self-fun making of mm-hmm. to kind of lighten the things up for myself and maybe for others. I never thought about it that way. So do you have a funny story, yoga related, Enneagram related, that you would feel good sharing with our listeners? Like about yourself.
0: Yeah, um. the oh. healing work of the one to move from being serious, <laughs> right? and laughing, It's and so being hard. Silly admitting oh. our mistakes—that's oh, so it hard. I don't have a one wing, so I get it. Like admitting the part of us yeah. that we we don't necessarily like want to sure. share with yeah. everybody. Yeah. Well,
2: I mean, this is not necessarily a story, but I think I tend to. Um, like, be very sure of things, or of myself, or, you know, which is all kind of a facade anyways, but, Mm -hmm. um, and, and so, you know, having a partner always, they always call you out, you know what I mean? And so I think I, you know, will mispronounce things or whatever it is, and that is like my worst nightmare, just being, like, an idiot in front of other people, you know, and so, um, you know, just... Whatever, just, uh, this is a dumb story, but recently we were in Florida, and there was, someone had, like, this little parking sign, like a, you know, people have, like, funny Florida gators parking only, or something, you know, things like that, and there was a sign that said, well, I read it, and I was like, Submariner parking only? And Nathan was like, Maggie you need to read that again. (laughs) And I was like, what? What is a submariner? You know? And he was like, Maggie, what are you (laughs) doing? What are you saying? And I was like, oh, oh, submariner. Like, why did I, you know? (laughs) And so like, I don't, you know, I mean, just constantly things like that. Just being so in my own, you know, kind of, like brain mm-hmm. <laughs> just, like, clueless to um, yeah whatever and feeling so sure just so sure all oh, that I am right oh, <laughs> <be
0: a one. laughs> <laughs> well, I mean that's, that's the thing though is that when the one can let that stuff go, letting go is hard for a one and when they stop beating themselves up Then they're Mm -hmm. in a healthier spot as a one. So were you able to let that go, or did you beat yourself up? Oh yeah, I mean that's good.
2: Yeah, definitely, definitely a laugh. I mean, I do have some like social anxiety where I I love to be with people. I love to talk a lot. I am I am definitely not a quiet person when it comes to being with people. But but I will get back home and it is like the whole night. I'm like oh my god what did I say, I said that, and someone's gonna think I'm dumb or weird or, well, you know, it's a constant reel of just, like, self-doubt, mm-hmm. and, um, and so, Stop. it's not always a laugh, but, um, there are some moments where afterwards I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> wow, that was, um, whatever, silly yeah. moment as a,
0: as a person in the world, um, but yeah. But giving yourself grace and, mm-hmm. and leaning into imperfection, that's, you know, a gift to the one. Mm-hmm. It sounds like you're working on that, just like all of us are to different yeah. degrees. Yeah. Yes.
2: I mean, it's hard work, but yeah.
0: Yeah. Life, lifetime work, I would say. Definitely.
2: Yeah. Definitely lifetime work. I think it won't ever be a yeah. um, resolved, but...
1: I try. Uh, on, a, <laughs> a, on, on a deathbed, a one would be like, I gave you a good college try. <laughs> Peace out. <That'd> be
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. It's really just that self criticism. That is like, and I, in I think the first episode when you were talking about being a one, like, criticism to others is definitely there, but like
0: the, the inner criticism Doesn't is compare. outrageous. Yeah, yeah. Like the inner critic. Yeah. 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 So anger is the deadly sin or the shadow side of the one. And I'm just curious how anger shows up in your life.
2: I am, um, I mean, I have my moments where I don't have kids, you know, so I it comes out to my husband or my dog, you know, and I will have those moments where something will really anger me. And my dog, she is easily triggered. <laughs> <laughs> Um, which may be a passed-on trait, you know, but they say your dogs, like, are a reflection of your personality, and ours is, like, spoiled rotten, and (laughs) bratty, and bossy, and, like,
0: you know, whatever.
2: So, I mean, she might, she's probably a one. She, but... And an eight, maybe an eight. I don't know, but it is um, fun
0: to type your pets. Yes, that is really fun. I've done that with our cats. Yes, (laughs) (laughs) although if they were a reflection of me, they're all so different, so I must have multiple (laughs) personalities. Yeah, she's intense. I
2: mean, she loves us so much, but she. Anybody else, she's like, nope, no thank you, you're not even allowed in our house, like, do not come near, you know, my people are mine only. So, (laughs) anyways, she, you know, she hates many things, so she hates it when we use the blender, she hates it when we use, and I mean, I can't even use, like, our KitchenAid mixer, because it upsets her so deeply, and, like, the vacuum, and all, the trucks, buses, all the things, so, like, um, that really upsets me sometimes. I'm just like, I just want to use the effing blender in my own house, you know? It's so like ah, I will just snap, you know, and like I've like stomped my feet and like ah, you know, like done one of those kinds of things. And afterwards I am immediately like, oh my God, I'm so sorry, you know, like hugging her and crying, you know. And I'm just like, so feel so bad afterwards, you know, for just like snapping. And um and but really more than that I think, I don't tend to do that to, to uh, like, my family members or people very often. I'm not, like, a hot person mm-hmm. in that way. Um, but definitely um, someone with resentments. And, um, and I think that's probably anger just lingering underneath the surface and not coming out. And that's um, how it shows up Yeah, for one's often is that feeling of resentment. Yes. yes. And, and even towards myself, you know, just a lot of regret and anger that I didn't do something differently at some point mm-hmm. in my life. And, um, mm-hmm. and this like real, real struggle. I mean, and it makes me feel, um, in turn, you know, cause most of that, that resentment is held towards people that I love, you know, they're the people who are closest to me and oftentimes the people who are you know, closest to you are the most prone to deeply cut you or, and vice Mm -hmm. versa, you know, Mm -hmm. and, um, and so it's a whole kind of spiraling of feeling unworthy of the love that they then give to me, you know, and because I have these, you know, resentment and residual anger and things towards them, and, um, yeah, I'm just feeling, feeling not worthy of, the continued unconditional love that people give me. Um, Mm -hmm. And... So, it's... definitely... definitely tough. Um, And I think... it just... it all kind of comes back to that idea of, like, needing to just release whatever it is, the the future or the past, you know, those things linger so much for me as a one. Mm -hmm. And be present despite what's come, coming or despite what has, has occurred Mm -hmm. with, with another person, you know, and, Mm -hmm. or with myself, um, and enjoying them for who they are, Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I think it's healthy to, I mean, to set boundaries and, you know, have, have conversations with people if they've hurt you or whatever it is, but, um, at the same time, you know, they're human, just like I am, and, mm-hmm. uh, allowing, allowing things to kind of pass, mm-hmm. and continuing to move forward in new ways, like setting those new boundaries or new, new ways of communicating, um, that's been a, that's been a whole thing this last year as well, just kind of reestablishing the relationships that I'd liked, or how I'd like my relationships to be moving forward. Um, And me being the one who sets that kind of path, Mm -hmm. um, and being a happier, kinder sister, daughter, wife, whatever it is, by trying to forgive myself and them for all that's come before, you know? Mm -hmm. Sure. Mm -hmm. Um, which is difficult, but... You know they are who I've chosen to be you know my people, yeah. so
0: yeah, um, yeah, yeah, and sometimes when we're angry, there's a time to speak up and a time to communicate, and then, like you're communicating, there's also a time to let go and forgive, um but for once, anger can be a part of themselves that they disown. I don't hear you disowning it, but I just wanted to communicate to our listeners that for. For ones who may not be as aware um, of themselves, they they want to disown the anger because they want to be seen as good. And sometimes ones um, are more angry with their spouse or people they're really close to because they want the world to see them as good. So they can't, they definitely can't show their anger or that part of themselves to other people. And so they do take it home sometimes mm-hmm. in the... The spouse can get the worst of it, but I hear you um having a lot of self awareness about about your anger and and about just that need to give grace to yourself and grace to others, which is that one moving towards Mm -hmm. that really healthy space of not being so hard on themselves or others. So yeah. That's that's beautiful. Thank you, Mm -hmm. Maggie. Yeah. I mean it's
2: so easy to want to like rehash out all past you know, grievances, mm-hmm. and I tend to want to do that,
0: mm-hmm.
2: but what is the good in that? You know, it's only going to make the other person feel bad and mm-hmm. make me feel worse, you know, and angry and upset, again, as if it's happening, you know, twice now or something, mm-hmm. and, and um yeah, just that, the key really for me has been that it is completely in my, con- my, control to, you know, my reaction is in my control, you know, just, I can't control the way someone else acts or treats me or whatever, but my reaction to that is, is entirely within my, you know, realm of power, and, and, um, and that has been a game changer, like, I find myself being a happier person when I'm with those individuals, because I... I'm able to remove myself when necessary and not let mm-hmm. things stick, mm-hmm. you know? I'm just mm-hmm. like, okay, like, I don't, I don't need that. I'm just going to step out of that or whatever. But also like really leaning into the love that they do have for me because I am choosing to move past what's behind, um, yeah, which is a, which is a gift, you know, yeah. um, for sure and hard to do. It's still, you know, it's difficult every day as a practice, but, yeah. um, yeah definitely
0: happier yeah yeah just whatever happens whatever transpires with another person we have that choice to take a deep breath and that's where your yoga and mindfulness come mm-hmm. in to pause and maybe like you said sometimes to remove ourselves mm-hmm. but to to kind of pause and then respond hopefully with love and compassion mm-hmm. um and that's hard Mm -hmm. (laughs) again that's why all of this is lifetime work um but it's the goal right Mm -hmm. is to keep moving towards that of of finding ways to think too this isn't about me this is more usually about what's going on with somebody else when they're reacting to us and and we can either react back or we Mm -hmm. can pause
2: yeah i did think when um when you guys were talking about mantras in the last Mm -hmm. episode you know or in that second episode, that, um, one that has been particularly useful for me in the past as a, as a one, I don't think I knew this at the time, but now that I think about it in this context, like, um, repeating to myself, I quote, I am her and saying that so like envisioning the person that I have always wanted to be or whatever it is and knowing that that person already exists and Mm -hmm. that I am already good and kind and you know a yoga teacher whatever you know like all these Mm -hmm. things that I have for myself as goals they are already there you know and Mm -hmm. I just need to step into them more fully and I am a good sister and a good wife and a good daughter and friend and um Literally just visualizing me, like, as if I was looking in the mirror, um, exactly as I am in in the moment, Mm -hmm. um, but seeing all those amazing qualities that I wish, Mm -hmm. quote, wish that I had, Mm -hmm. knowing that they're already there, you know, and repeating Mm -hmm. to myself, like, I am already her. I'm already that person that that I've been dreaming about, you know, and, and, um, yeah, it's
1: pretty
0: powerful that um, is powerful yeah. I am already her for our mm-hmm. listeners um, or if you're a male, I am already him mm-hmm. that's another way of saying you are good mm-hmm.
1: you are already enough mm-hmm. right it's mm-hmm. beautiful it is and I want to thank you for sharing all this because it's not always easy uh, but one of the things I love about Enneagram is how it, I feel it makes all of us feel not alone and relate to one another in good and in challenging. Because the biggest thing for me about Enneagram, I was like, oh, me too. And you're like listening Mm -hmm. to your talk, me too. Which makes it all right. Mm -hmm. It makes Mm -hmm. it better. Mm -hmm. So thank you for that. Well, I want to finish up our interview with one last question. Do you have any favorite things about being a one? Love it. I love feeling... Self righteous. (laughs) Me too. Um, um,
2: You know, it it gets me on my, you know, I love love to feel good about myself. So like, (laughs) it may not be seen as the most positive quality, but I, you know, am riding high on an "I told you so." You know, like. Oh, which stuff. coming from a whole family of lovers of an I told you so, you know, it, it c- comes back to bite me. I will regularly. see your I told you so <laughs> and I will raise you <laughs> I told you so before
1: you told me so. Exactly, <laughs> exactly.
2: So, I mean, it is, you know, there are definite, like, downsides to being a self righteous, yeah. you know, human sometimes. <laughs> but it's,
1: it's fun. But
2: I revel in the, in the, um, feeling good about myself sometimes. <laughs> on the outside, you know, just on the inside it's like, I'm terrible. But on the outside, I'm like, okay, I'm good for today. I'm gonna lift my chin a little bit higher. I've got my good jeans on, you know, like
1: I'm great. I'm the best. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's the best. Thank you so much, Maggie, for coming and for sharing your time with us and for sharing your stories with us and we just are so very grateful yeah. for you being you and for letting us interview you. So well, thank you for yes. that.
2: Yes, thank yeah. you. I thank feel, you. I feel like I'm gonna go home and think about all the things that I could have <laughs> said. But no, I'm great. I agree. Like I think the Enneagram, and I, you know, I said this at the beginning or whatever, but it really has been a tool for learning how to be kinder to myself, and same with yoga, you know, it's just a practice of being present with who I am, and not trying to change that, um, and embracing, embracing all of it, the Mm -hmm. good and the bad, um, Mm -hmm. and if that's, you know, one thing that a one needs most in the world, it's just, like, feeling better about who they are, um, and it's a daily practice, Um, and oftentimes it doesn't, doesn't work for the day, you know, even Mm -hmm. if I try, it doesn't land, but, uh, to have the ability to like, just have access to these tools at some point, you know, I stumbled upon these things or someone introduced me to yoga or the Enneagram, you know, and how grateful I am to just be able to have self-awareness, you know, so many people don't have that and, um, what a gift it is to have that for myself and then to be able to, you know, share that with other people also and
0: talk about things that are challenging um yeah thank you yeah thank you for being here yeah you're a (laughs) wise and authentic woman (laughs) we've loved having you thank you thank you Maggie Yes. so I want to offer this meditation for Maggie but also for all Enneagram one types out there and for anyone who struggles with perfectionism We are all nine numbers. And I also want to start with the pose that Maggie offered to us that she loves as an Enneagram one, and that is cat cows. And you can do this seated. So you can be in a chair um, or down on the floor, anywhere you want to be. You can do seated cat cows where you inhale, lift the chest, lift the gaze. And then exhale, chin towards the chest, gaze towards the navel. So inhale, opening up in the heart space, and then exhale, rounding in the spine. So move with your breath here, continuing to breathe throughout this meditation. Stay with the breath. Stay with your cat cows. And listen to me make some observations about the Enneagram 1 that may speak to you. So the Enneagram 1 is moving in the world to reform the world, but they also deeply need serenity and peace. And in order to move towards this peace, They have to let go of high expectations of themselves and others. In order to move towards this virtue of peace, they also have to let go of anger, resentments, and shoulds. And as the Enneagram One starts to see themselves... The world and others as it is, or to see themselves as they are, instead of good or bad, right or wrong, this way or that way. That again is when they move to that place of peace. So, can you embrace yourself just as you are? And as you do, do you notice that the peace will fill you and will flow through you? Stay with your breath. As you release the need to fix and as you embrace imperfection. Keep moving in your cat cows. As you let go of your inner critic. And instead, befriend grace. Hear a voice that says to you, offer yourself kindness. You are enough. Maya Angelou said, you alone are enough. You don't have to prove yourself to anyone. Take one last deep breath in. Exhale out through the mouth. Thank you for joining me in this meditation. We look forward to being with you soon. Namaste, friends.